0: Omnic Weekly. Welcome everyone. It's Sunday, April 30th, and this is episode 142 of the Omnic Weekly. I am Dee, and this week I am joined by Hannah. Hi. Hey, Hannah. And by none other... And the lost sound, the Florida man, the Gator Tamer LP. I'm
1: back, (laughs) baby.
0: Actually, we should call you the Gator Tamer and now the Tornado Rider.
2: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
1: These sound like like Disney Park well, not like the rejected Disney Park rides back in the 70s.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, there must be. Somewhere in the world there's a park that has a tornado rider as a as a I don't know, a ride or something. And uh, four or six people died on that every single year. So they had to close <laughs> it down. <laughs> well, how are you guys doing?
2: Not too bad.
0: Not too shabby?
2: Not oh, too shabby. Not. I would like to formally apologize for the UK, but we'll get into why later.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I would <laughs> well, it's not, not like to the UK, but... No, I don't want no, to it's to the, the UK. be <laughs> how are you doing, buddy? I mean, uh, we were laughing about the tornadoes, but you were really close to... Uh, it's like natural disaster right there he sent us some pictures and that was kind of troubling to see what yeah he was like here.
2: oh yeah super cash i might not be able to make it to the uh podcast today and we're like okay well yeah. i was up? gonna send a yeah, video no, it's just it's just a tornado <laughs> don't, don't worry about it he was <laughs> a
1: video of me you know like the the scene in uh wizard of oz with the flying cow the flying- <laughs> i was literally yeah. about to send you guys a video of that but you know what i'm here mm yeah yeah, you made it you made it i can't wait wait for you guys to see you know the flying cow and i'm not in kansas anymore but that didn't happen
0: i mean it is kind of mind-boggling how me and hannah live in the the most two of the most boring places when it comes to weather. gray rain. that's it that's what you get and then we're kind of jelly because you you're always walking around and well i am hannah's not Hannah does not like the hot warm weather, but I'm kind of jelly because you get to walk around in shorts and t-shirts every single day. But then occasionally, you need to take a hit. You need to take a tornado passing by. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it is. Is it a double-edged sword? Yeah, I guess it is.
1: It's like with beauty. It is, it is, it is. It's the price you
0: pay. Yeah, it's the price you pay for that suntan, that uh, (laughs) that always sunny weather. I mean, if I had to, uh, we're kind of, talking about the weather again but if i had the choice i would actually prefer (laughs) california weather over florida weather because that that humid heat i think that just gets so
1: annoying at some point Mm. doesn't it Mm -hmm. i mean california is like a different okay so it depends what part of california you're talking about because if you're talking about san diego they see like beautiful weather like year round but if you're talking like la yeah it's hot and it's only like two hours north of san diego which for anyone out there, if you want to just have any idea of where San Diego is, it's 30 minutes north of Mexico. And if you don't know where Mexico is, then I don't know how to explain this. Get a, map. Get, Get a, a map. map. Get a map. Get a map. I didn't know that. It's like San Diego is so much different from Los Angeles when it comes to weather. You know what? A lot of people, well, I've been to San Diego and I can say the weather is just crispy and fresh. At night, it's like a nice uh, like 69, de- well, for real, like 69 degrees um giggity, giggity. but
2: <laughs>
1: nice hey, I, don't it, I don't know i don't know what that is for my european friends but uh i would say it's probably like in the mid mid-20s i would say yeah, yeah something like that yeah yeah i mean that sounds like the
0: place i need to go to live well it, i mean i'm not going to do that. if i move if i ever move abroad it's going to be greece i mean that's just a given um i don't want to take in all the um
1: well while you're there D, while you're there in Greece, can you uh, can you can you figure out what that archaeology site is for uh, for that Overwatch map? Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out. I already have a good idea, but yeah, I'll I'll get some pictures. I get some pictures in. But anyways, we made it. Everybody's alive. We didn't get killed by the weather. Um, Our team is here. Exactly, LP is with us uh, this time round, which is always good. That's always a pleasure to have you around. So let's maybe, before we start veering off in food directions or weather directions again, let's just maybe tackle, because there's a few topics we need to discuss. It feels like we're in a place with Overwatch where there's like um, the center of the storm where it's quiet because there's just a new season that released. They're not talking about the next season yet. And we had kind of hoped that it would um, pan out differently, that we would have the roadmap to discuss this week. But We'll come back to that earlier. But um, a few days ago, Uh, to kind of connect to what hannah just said um we got some bad news i mean i think i was maybe the most surprised of everybody because i actually had mentioned in the video i would be extremely surprised if the deal between microsoft and activision blizzard did not land because there's too much money and too much important people involved and look at that it feels i feel like someone said hold my beer and wanted to prove me wrong
2: someone specifically in the uk was like hold my beer
0: well yeah i know i don't think it's someone in the uk i think it's someone at sony i think that is the problem i think it's uh i mean
2: well no it's... like our government released a press press release about the whole thing
0: the government released a press release because yeah the...
2: because it was our um CMA. one of our watchdog agencies that said you know what this is bad for cloud gaming who the f- fuck relies on cloud gaming anymore but i digress exactly
0: like the the, cloud gaming is the biggest joke in the game industry and i saw the whole thing i saw the cma report and the fact that they pointed at cloud gaming tells me that they didn't want to point at the game pass because that would smell like sony too much and that they kind of went what else can we say maybe cloud gaming that sounds important sounds like about 90 percent of people won't understand what we're talking about because i don't even understand so let's pick that one for people in the industry, they're like, Cloud Gaming, are you kidding me? That cloud gaming is is something that uh executives use to kind of get funding for I don't know, to buy their wife a new dress or a new yeah, purse. Yeah, yeah. It's money that is going somewhere that nobody knows what's happening with it. It's basically that secret dead project that she everybody <laughs> knows that should have been buried way way <laughs> long like years ago. Yeah. That they keep pumping money in that is used for completely different stuff. It's it's bad investment,
1: investment round. That's what it is. It is
0: very bad investment. And it's at this point it's PR. It's like it's like um saying, Oh, we we are working on cloud gaming, the future. No, you're just trying to look snazzy. Now everybody's going to be talking about AI, or everybody has been talking about AI. It's the same thing. So that is kind of really weird but I didn't know about the fact that the government because I had heard that there were rumors that um, the the government would intervene, that they would kind of step in and go, that they can overrule it but I was like, we're not in a James Bond movie, the government is no, just going to say they eh.
2: released a press, that re- there's a press release on UK.gov um, basically explaining the decision
0: Okay, but is it from the government? Because I know that the, the CMA is independent from I yeah mean, no this government, is a, a proper proper see, press but...
2: release from our government explaining what the cma did
0: okay and they were just like okay fine that's it see that's yeah. what I kind of expected yeah
2: like we agree with it because like there was a bit in there about protecting like british consumers i was like fuck off
0: yeah, exactly <laughs> and especially and they're so worried about gamers but they're always kind of don't talking the whole industry and kind of exactly I was like, basically, gamers.
2: either you want Microsoft to pay you a lump sum to overturn your decision, or you've been paid a lump sum to make this decision.
0: well, no, yeah, that's the it's the second scenario. The CEO for PlayStation is British. He goes around in those circles. He knows a lot of people. every it's it's kind of weird that they are the first to kind of well, they're not really the first because it was kind of already halfway through, rejected by the u s. There's a new hearing that is going to happen in August, I think. It it kind of was opened up, or I don't know specifically what happened there, but this smells of Sony PlayStation so hard, which is kind of ironic because they do the same thing. I don't know if you read. There's a few articles that popped up since the the decision came out. and um, Yeah, I mean, that whole CMA report actually also revealed some stuff about PlayStation that not everybody knew about. That was kind of uh, uh how do you say that, public uh, secret? No, like, they, they, everybody kind of ex- kind of figured something was going on right there. There's a whole history between Microsoft and Square Enix. That n- nobody really understood why Square Enix was always kind of refusing to release any of their games on PC or Xbox. Like, it felt really personal. It felt like something was going on there. I saw over the last few years, a lot of articles about that. Especially every time a Final Fantasy game is released. Yeah. That kind of pops up as a huge topic. And now, due to that report, we know that PlayStation, Sony, pays or prohibits, I don't know, there's going to be, I mean, just prohibiting that doesn't exist in that world. There's always money changing hands when stuff gets prohibited. But they prohibit them from publishing to those platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. won't allow them to do so which is actually the worst move because i mean there's a lot you can say about uh, microsoft and i do understand that the the rights of the uh, gamers needs to be or need to be uh, protected and kept in check or whatever but at least microsoft was willing to fork over 69 billion to fund all these games and to give that kind of push in that company and to kind of you know what i mean they were going to put up their own money playstation just gives them uh I don't know what they gave him. I don't want to make any assumptions, but I'm thinking maybe a few biscuits. Um, The latest DVD release of, I don't know, a Sony movie. And then went, hey, okay, you guys no longer, you can't publish on on Xbox and Microsoft anymore. They don't kind of take any risk. They just kind of give him money to do so, which is, in my opinion, even worse than whatever Microsoft is doing. But yeah.
2: Yeah, same. But it's not. It's not actually about morals, is it? So
0: no. and that, I mean, to be honest, in that world, it never is. It's always no, but about I, I
2: really find like it really infuriates me using morals as a cover for greed. It just winds me up so much. Like, don't pretend you're doing it for my benefit.
0: Yeah, but that's you're governments, not. right? that's all yeah, I like, know I know it drives politics. me insane
2: like yeah. it makes me so angry sometimes it makes me feel physically ill
0: <laughs> yeah it makes me angry too I mean it's I think all over the world we've seen like this, if, this you're least, if you're at if you're
2: gonna it. be an asshole, at least have the balls to say to yeah it. we were paid to do this yeah, so we're gonna to deny it, it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah you know that they can't do that of course because that is the whole that's the whole uh, how do you say the magic trick is that they try and convince everybody that they have their our best interests in mind any any government I know. does it but it's like a huge pile of crap
2: but i hate it
0: <laughs> me, too. me too trust me but the good thing is that history has proven is that uh, it gets overturned it just ends at some point and then it just starts all over again though that's the thing of course that it never it never really fully stops but um anyways this is not a political show uh but you have a very good point but now, what this does this mean for the, the whole deal between Microsoft and ABK? It's actually very bad news because they are appealing. But from yeah, what i Yeah, basically, I've seen,
2: if they don't get the appeal, the UK saying no could end it worldwide.
0: Like, it could. And the chances of the appeal landing, of the appeal succeeding, are very small. Like, dependent everybody... Dependent knows- on,
2: I'm assuming, how much money. cash Microsoft offers.
0: Yeah. Up till now, I mean... There's not a single appeal that worked out, not a single one. So that is going to be interesting to see how that is going to pan out. I mean, Microsoft was kind of rolling their muscles right after the news broke in a very almost aggressive way, and same with Activision Blizzard. Yeah, uh, but that's just to kind of keep their shareholders happy, to kind of make sure that they don't start selling all of their shares and the prices collapse, because that would be uh, that would be bad. Sure that would be bad news and bad. Yeah, did you know that they're getting 3 million I, I heard, had heard that like when, when the deal was announced in the beginning but I had totally forgotten about that that Activision Blizzard is going to get 3 billion if the deal doesn't land if it doesn't go through hmm. <laughs> Bobby is he's such a snake man seriously I hate him so much that guy is, that is uh, oh god I, I don't fully really understand. I mean, I know that there's always kind of... Um, they want to make sure that everybody has um has some stakes in the whole deal. And that they, they will get the best results and try to get the best results out of it. But at this point, I don't know what ABK has to lose or what Bobby has to lose. Activision Blizzard has a lot to lose by this. But Bobby, personally, I don't think so. Because that 3 billion is kind of... Uh,
2: that man needs his dues.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, I uh, really hope there's something like karma. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, we'll th- if, if there's karma in hell, then I guess Bobby would be first in line, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's why he's trying to enjoy life as much as he can when he's here, because he knows he's screwed. Because he knows he's doomed in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can joke about it. Well, not, we're not really joking about it. Um, This is kind of bad news for the people of Blizzard. I think... I talked about this, or we talked about this last week. I talked about this in a video. We've seen a, a bit of an, um, an outflux of people. Like, people are leaving yeah. Blizzard right now, talented people. Um, since they did that whole back-to-the-office order, which has been kind of, well, causing problems. Uh, we had this one producer on the Warcraft team saying that they were doing crisis maps to see if they could get features done that they had planned with the people that are still left, which is, I mean, that is like the worst situation you can imagine. You don't want that. That's not the situation or the the um the state you the want your teams to be in. Yeah, that's basically it. It's a skeleton crew that is trying to build the features that they promised uh the, the community. And that was for the work for Warcraft, but there's no reason to think it's different for the Overwatch team. Um once that deal is her certain dead like the moment that the appeal is rejected or it fails we'll see even more people leaving that company i think a lot of people are kind of holding on to see yeah, I what would be changing when microsoft becomes uh, like the new, I mean, we
2: don't work there and we have enough of a personal investment that we're holding on and holding out hope and... yeah,
0: yeah exactly can you imagine <laughs> being one of the people on the team i know. Because if that doesn't... That means that they're all going back to the old Bobby as the boss and the whole shit. I don't know. I I don't know if Bobby's going to stick around after this deal fails. This might be his exit anyways. And they might. I was going to say,
2: if he was planning on leaving anyway and now he's getting a 3 billion payout, like...
0: Well, it's ABK and he's getting the payout, but yeah, he definitely will get a part of that.
2: Yeah, like, I can't imagine like, at that point, surely you don't have to work anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think he needed to work. I think no. he, with all the the bonuses that he kind of raked in over the last, I don't know, fifteen twenty years, he no longer needs to work. His kids don't need to work. His uh, grandkids, I and mean, he is set. But uh, no. like, he
2: could just he could just leave. He could just leave us alone at this point.
0: Yeah, leave the uh, leave Blizzard to kind of do their own thing. And I uh, don't know. I'm really curious how that is going to pan out. But that is that is going to suck for the people in the team and. We've seen the um the effects of that with of people leaving already, well, in the Warcraft team directly because of that one person that was testifying. But if you mm-hmm. if you think about it, um for the Overwatch team, as I said, they at the beginning of the year they started communicating really, really hard. We saw this change with Jedi News coming onto the team, and it was just we were so happy with all the news that came out. But that seems yeah. to have slowed down again. I feel like we're back Not going to say to the same level. Yeah, it's not
2: quite as bad, but it's almost as bad.
0: Yeah, it's definitely dropped again, and I think that also has to do with them trying to—I don't know—get things out, getting things lined up. People might be leaving, and it might not be as easy as they had hoped at the end of last year because of everything that happened since. Because like they were going to release the roadmap this week that's what they had promised or what Jared News had promised. He said like two months ago, a month ago, he said that the roadmap would be coming and it would be Jared soon and not Blizzard soon. And people were like, okay, but what is Jared soon? He said <laughs> that Jared soon is Blizzard soon, but with a different name. Because
2: I, you know, I know, it's still shorter than Blizzard soon. I think if it was Blizzard soon, it wouldn't be due for another two months.
0: Yeah, yeah. But at this point, we're, I mean, we're May at this point. He had said in March that it would be mid-April. Now it's going to be, it's moved to mid-May.
2: Yeah, that's so that's like month. four weeks delay.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is, that smells a lot like Blizzard, to be honest. And I'm, and I'm not thinking, this is not personal to where Jared knows. I think he's doing his utmost best within that company that has this tendency, that historical... Property of just being very, very, very slow in everything that they do. It's just always been the case, uh, but I don't think it's made any easier by the situation that is going on right now. If 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 they are suffering from the same uh, problems as the Warcraft team, and I don't see any reason why that would not be the case. That whole postponing of the roadmap is just, uh, yeah, we don't have the people to do it. <laughs> it's. It, we're, we're, we're missing so a, few, a few key figures to get stuff done. Just trying to grow the team, and then people are leaving. So, And that is going to get even worse. I'm really... I'm just kind of hoping that that appeal does something, but I know it won't. Like, I'm finding myself at this point. I'm disgusted.
2: Same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what I will Shame. say? I will say that... Uh, Blizzard's other releases look promising, you know. I think that open world game or the Diablo really- Four.
2: Diablo Four um. looks amazing, but if Bobby doesn't leave, I can't buy it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Your principles are uh, yeah, getting uh uh, uh holding you from uh, uh from, from pure Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they're doing. That's the thing, of course, is that all of these teams, the Warcraft team too, they released uh an expansion that was well received by the community which hasn't happened since legion i think legion was the last expansion where the community felt like this is fun this is something we can work with there's always comments there's always things that people want to see different but they all felt kind of positive about it which was i'm going to say four or five years ago Mm. um and this Dragonflight is the first one where people were kind of vibing they were kind of like yeah this is nice we kind of like this. There's things that can change. Uh, definitely, content creators have always always have something to say. It's their job. That's what get them gets them the views. But uh, overall, it was um, people were happy with it. So the teams do have the ideas, the plans. They just need the, the funds. executioner. Yeah. Well, the funds. Uh, I mean, if they if Activision Blizzard doesn't have the funds, no, they need the people. They need to have that culture where these ideas can flourish and where these people that have these ideas and that want to work on these ideas feel safe and feel uh, respected for what they do and they don't get this kind of bullshit treatment where they were forced to go back to the office three days a week telling game developers after they spent three years at home working from their bedroom with a cat on their lap that they need to come back to the office just three days a week and you can't tell them why that is you
2: can't give them a reason other than because, because I said so. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: like poking to bear. That is that's just pissing people off.
1: I think we're just we're just in an era where like we're seeing so many games come out and like the retention for like one game is really rough unless you're like I don't know, like I don't know, maybe Fortnite. Even I mean, even Fortnite's doing some pretty crazy things, right? Like the Unreal Engine, the new Unreal Engine that's coming out, uh being mm-hmm. able to create your own games inside of the Fortnite mm-hmm. ecosystem. I feel like yeah, the- yeah kind of like the world's kind of moving more towards a uh i don't know like a do-it-yourself kind of concept and
0: yeah i think the people like uh, epic what they're doing with the creator 2.0 is kind of enabling creators or people to make their own games and that has always worked it's what got steam to where they are right now and we got uh, league of
1: legends to be where they are now am i right (laughs)
0: yeah well I mean League of Legends kind of grew out of that whole do-it-yourself thing that Blizzard actually triggered with, uh, yeah. with with Warcraft back in the day and that that works definitely works and and you have a good point like people's attention moves really fast because there's so many games but linked to that there's so many game studios right now, big game studios like riot um that have or like epic that have enough funds and that can pull people away from Blizzard. That wasn't the case let's say 10 years ago, there were way less of these big studios that had that same kind of appeal where you could go work for some really crazy projects where you get um, an off agency to do something crazy or you could basically make a difference. Now there's so many companies that um, or options for these game developers and these artists that uh, as soon as something goes wrong, they just bail. They just kind of, okay, that's fine. I can go work somewhere else. Right has been asking me for the last six months to go work there. So now I stop saying no. And I just say okay, let's talk. And bam, my price is only going up. As every single time a game developer says no, their price just goes up. So uh, it's, it's very are easy high. To do. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think I said the same thing last week. I was at GDC, and you can just tell yeah. that everybody's kind of scouting. Everybody's trying to get new people in, and kind of um, just a few of the people I was talking to at GDC. I stayed in touch with, and let's say about 50% of them was talking to other companies because they got job offers. It's so easy. It's just everybody's looking for talented people. And if you, as a Blizzard, as one of the gaming companies that was well known 10 years ago to be the uh, the best employer to work for, the most rock and roll, the fun company, to be the one to say, now you have to come back to the office three days a week, mandatory. Well. <laughs> <laughs> time's because we said so yeah just because we just, it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't make any sense but i mean times change i had someone comment on one of my videos lately that they missed the old blizzard and that they hope to get back to that old blizzard in case microsoft takes over at that point we didn't know yet that microsoft or that the deal was kind of in uh in risk of uh not making it um and no, I, I think we uh, we actually discussed this in a previous episode too. Like, I think the old Blizzard is gone. I yeah. have accepted that it's gone.
1: Yep. It's gone so big that um, it's kind of hard to go back. The investors are hungry and they're only going to want more money. And yeah, yeah, I think the old days are absolutely a thing of the past. They are.
0: They're left with some key figures, but also indeed, like you said, LP, like uh, investors, once you you become this uh, machine to make money for the people who invested in you, which is always the case. Any company is, even if you start a company yourself, you are the investor and you're looking to make money. That's just the way it works. But as soon as it kind of becomes this thing where money becomes the main business and games become the tool to m- make that money, well, there's no way of coming back from that. And that is always the... The first, how do you say that? The first sign of um, yeah, things just going backwards. I really hope, and I think they still have a lot of talented people in the company, within the company, and they do have, they have that spirit that the, um, the quality of the games are not going to suffer. And if you look at Diablo 4, like we said earlier, that looks amazing.
2: It does look incredible.
0: Yeah. I had a lot of fun with the beta, and apparently... From what I've heard, there were a few comments by, by the community in general, and they addressed all of them. And that new beta that they just surprised us with, is going to happen mid-May, um, It's going to incorporate a lot of these changes. They just want to make the perfect game. Um, I just hope they get the people to do it. <laughs> that's going to be important. And we'll see what the future brings. At this point, I'm not too keen to look too far forward. I just want to see what is going to come in the next few weeks.
2: <laughs> let's just see what happens tomorrow, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of sad. It sad. It
2: is sad. and it, I, I can't believe we're at this point. Well, I kind of can. But I wish we weren't at this point where it's like let's just see how the next four weeks go.
0: Yeah. And it is sad that the, the decision is being made by a bunch of old farts that A have bunch
2: no... of assholes who have no no like care or like part in the community basically
0: no they don't know what gaming is that they, they have like, no
2: understanding they have no stakes in what they're playing with
0: no they have that they have yeah exactly no stakes exactly that's it all they care about is um is power and money that's it yeah. they I did not so. raise
1: the stakes in this uh
0: Nothing. No. One of the things they were worried about is that there would not be enough innovation at Activision Blizzard under the uh, uh, if they were a part of Microsoft. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, one of the biggest problems has been that all the, the money that these games make, and it's a lot of money. Like, Overwatch made $100 million or something in the first yeah. quarter. Bigger part of that goes to the people, the the, the shareholders like the, the smaller part goes back to the teams too, for to further develop the game and the bigger part goes in the pocket of bobby well i mean not literally the bigger part but too much yeah it's just like they made so much profit year over year and they keep removing people or forcing now, could people you to imagine leave or... if
2: they put that money back into like benefits for workers and employing new talent and
0: innovation exactly and microsoft does that microsoft uh, at this point at this stage of that company's history and that is going to change i mean they're doing this right now because they want to make more money as a result of what they're now doing the reinvestment of their funding back into whatever they're doing back into their projects is because they want to bloat those projects and because they know they're going to make more money out of it uh, at the end but uh if it benefits a a large group of people and allows them to be um innovative and kind of make fun games and kind of service the communities well it is what it is i mean um we'll take it but um stating that activision blizzard would not be able to innovate while sony refuses to innovate they're angry oh at the game God. Pass.
2: don't even Pass. talk to me about that like Okay. game pass equivalent system okay is-
0: i'll round up the post kit and okay give me- <laughs> fucking terrible <laughs> sorry what were you saying they the, the, don't talk me to me about the
2: three tiers three tiers of uselessness
0: the, the sony game pass system yeah yeah but they don't want to innovate they they, no. they don't have the formula they don't understand they they don't want to put in the time and they don't want to take the risk because Microsoft is taking a huge risk with that Game Pass. We all know that, what is it, 15 bucks a month? If you take it for both console and PC, if you only do one PC or console, it's nine bucks a month.
2: Yeah, it's insanely cheap. Like You get access to hundreds worth, of games. Especially now that they're doing like day one releases as well. You can get Game Pass for a month, play the latest release of a game that you're interested in, and then have two weeks free to like do whatever the hell you want. It's insane.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you are someone that buys a few games a year, that Game Pass is something that.
2: It pays for itself like so it quickly.
0: I mean, you pay, what is it? Let's see. It's, if it's, $10, it's like 120 bucks a year. If you pay to uh, uh, buy two console games, well, I was going to say a few or three uh, PC games, but PC games at this point are just as expensive as the console games.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, If you buy more than two games a year, you can get it out of the Game Pass. On top of that, you have the choice of all these different games that you maybe were never going to try because they were too expensive that you get to try now. So for the industry, it's actually a pretty good thing. Um, It's
2: insane. Like I have always applauded them on the Game Pass. It's just fantastic. Uh, and I mean, so many people use it that more and more companies are agreeing to this day one release thing. Mm-hmm. And it just gets the games to more people.
0: That's because Microsoft is paying a whole lot of money. Yeah, I know. They, Thank they you, pay, Microsoft. They pay, like, if you have an indie studio and you want your gaming Game Pass, they give you, I don't know, depending on big, how big your game is, game, like 200,000 bucks or something. Give me silk Song
2: of... already, please. Dear God, Please. 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 please come on come on team cherry come on it's been years
0: but that's what sony sony is so worried about like they act like they want to make sure that people on playstation can still play call of duty no that that's not what they're interested in what they're worried about is if they if the game pass survives if the game pass the game pass is too good Yeah, that the the people won't choose the PlayStation to play Call of Duty. They will just go, "No, man, I'm going to play it on PC. I'm going to play on Xbox because it's
2: better." Sony.
0: Exactly, but that's innovation. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They throw in their argument is that there will be no no innovation. Well, ask Sony to do the innovation, or I mean, that's the free market, isn't it? That's where we all kind of.
1: Oh, uh, the their of capitalism. product's
2: better than mine, and if they do better, if they keep doing well, then I won't have a fair competition. Then do better.
0: Exactly, but that see that was the thing a few years ago. Now these companies just <sighs> buy politicians and do it that way. It's cheaper, and in the end, they just want to make money. So if they can do it cheaper, they don't care about the consumers. They just want more money, and they buy politicians because politicians are. Well, oh, they're snakes. They they can be bought easily. It's happening all over the world. It's it's everywhere, man. I can see it everywhere. But it is what it is. I'm I'm trying to give this a bit of a positive twist so we can back on the on the more happy train. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, in two weeks we'll see the roadmap. To,
2: I just want to lay on the floor.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
2: I don't want to be positive. I just want to lay on the floor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought you always were lying on the floor when we did the podcast. Wasn't that your thing?
2: Uh, no, usually sometimes I'm on bed, sometimes I'm pacing around the room. Right now I'm sat on my office chair with like one knee up.
0: Okay. <laughs> me me too, actually. I'm also sitting on your office chair with one knee up.
2: Whoa! Okay. I wondered why I had less space than normal. <laughs>
0: no, uh, look, it's postponed. Uh, we'll see what the future brings for Blizzard and Overwatch in general. We're not going to kind of I mean, we discussed it. There's not much we can do, which frustrates me even more. So we're just going to see what happens. But what we know is that hopefully if they postpone it again, that would be so blizzard. But hopefully in two weeks, we'll get to see the roadmap. Jared said that there's going to be um, um, some surprises in there or mysteries. It wasn't surprises. It was mysteries. So I don't know. At this point, everything is a mystery. So...
2: Yeah, you don't tell He's us not anything. So not it's lying. all a mystery anyway.
0: Yeah. But I do think as a community, we're ready to learn what is coming next Yeah, beyond the next season. Yeah. But above all, what the hell is going on with PVE? Because at this point, I just kind of incorporated in all of my videos where if I ask a question, I just kind of point out, like, I know you're all going to say PVE, and I understand you're all right, me included but let's try and do something else. And then there's still people going, yep, oh, PV, fuck you. And I can't blame him. I am totally
2: agreeing <laughs> with them. It's turning into a myth at this point. I actually had a friend of mine ask, is it actually going to happen? And I said, yeah. And she went, okay. <laughs>
0: That's actually a good question. Maybe I should do a poll on Twitter ask, what do you think you're going to see first? A unicorn or PVE and Overwatch? Too?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I bet it's unicorn to wins. to that point. Yeah uh well i mean i'm ready to kind of uh i mean i say say this often but this is the <laughs> this is the thing that we uh that we're kind of holding on to to see that some of that this big is what we've change. Got left,
2: guys <laughs>
0: yeah. i'm so tired of explaining it and so tired of of ignoring comments of people saying what is the difference between this and and overwatch one and where's that know. i've i given
2: up to like people ask me and i'm like yeah you're right whatever <laughs> <laughs> play it or don't i don't care anymore <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean they have the opportunity of doing something really unique here by being that game that has a, a, a strong pvp casual pvp um they still have their, that competitive edge with everything that they're doing right now, um, but on top of that, they could have a, a very interesting PVE campaign on top of that. And there's not they too many that. games that do that. No. So they they could kind of earn their own niche because now they're kind of falling in between all niches. They're falling up. They're, there's nothing they're doing really exceptionally well at this point, except maybe for. The, the the heroes are kind of very outspoken. Different, I think that is something they're doing really well. And I mean, the gameplay is fun. I'm not kind of bashing. the Yeah. Game oh, in
2: definitely. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't.
0: No. No. Yeah. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, it's it's not like the one game that they used to have. That they had that one thing where everybody was looking at and going, "Oh, that is very interesting. I have not seen that before." But other games kind of incorporated that same model right now, and they become a bit of um of a um. How you said that, a knockoff of their own idea, yeah. to speak. Um, but they still have that potential to change that. They have the potential to do the Blizzard thing. Because if you think about it, the miracle that they managed to pull off with the release of Overwatch after Project Titan failed, and they have that potential in them to do that. Still, I think still, even with all those people that left, I still think they have it. Because it is some type of spirit, some type of idea that lives there, that still lives yeah. there with a lot of the people. And that will still remain and that will still survive even if Bobby sticks around for another 20 years and people gradually keep leaving. There's <laughs> always going to be a bit of a remnant of that spirit that is <laughs> going to make things different. Uh, but I think in this case for Overwatch it's going to be PvE. And otherwise I become a Diablo 4 content creator. That's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> always that. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyways, we'll see in two weeks what that is going to give us. Uh, I'm not going to do any predictions because they're going to be wrong. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to look forward to is it.
1: Key.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, LP, it's not self awareness, it's awareness of the fact that they change their mind every two seconds. And yeah,
2: uh, they do. They really <laughs> do.
0: It's like trying to uh, shoot in a, a moving sight. I used to be pretty good at predicting what they were going to do back in the day. And now they
2: just... I think they just put their hand into a bag and, like, shake it up and pull something out. It's very arbitrary,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's really, like... It's so unpredictable. The whole PR, the whole marketing, everything that you're doing. Like, this time around, we're doing it on Twitter. And what is that? The Twitter spaces? I mean, I've never seen anybody else do that except Blizzard. uh And there's... About 90%, 99% of their community doesn't understand what the freaking thing is. And then they go, oh, we're doing a QA and a in the space. And then everybody sees that weird thing show up in their feed and go like, good.
2: What the hell like, is this?
0: Spam. Even Twitter. Spam. <laughs> yeah. Even Twitter at this point is like, oh, shit, we still have that feature. I and know. Then, no, people still use that. they are just, I don't know, they're all over the place. And Isn't it, it no. just,
2: I think my favorite example of how all over the place after doing the, the Q&A on Spaces was um, when they released like the sort of, it wasn't a QA, and a it was like a dev update for Lifeweaver. Mm-hmm. And they released the video on Twitter. And then like 10 days later, they uploaded it to YouTube like it was something new.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And, yeah, I, and- I was like, oh, a, a dev update uploaded two hours ago click i'm sure i've seen this before i'm sure i've seen this i'm getting the weirdest sense of deja vu oh uh, yeah it's that video that they released on twitter 10 days ago like <laughs>
0: yeah i checked for that video on youtube immediately <laughs> after they shared it on twitter because that is usually the way they do it they also post it on youtube no wasn't there it took them 10 days to do it yep. and after 10 days it pops up and two weeks later the european overwatch account will share it again as it's it like, something oh look
2: new. Uh Overwatch EU has always been behind and it's not just because of time zones. They won't be like 8 hours behind or whatever. They'll be like 2 weeks behind. It's really yeah. annoying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cuz it will trigger some notifications for us because we're always keeping an eye on the news. We keep an eye
2: on it because yeah. that's how we keep an eye on the news.
0: That we'll get a notification like, "Oh, the Overwatch account tweeted something" and then it's, "Oh shit, wait, no. Is that Okay. Now, like it's I European remember,
2: like when I first started, I was like, "Okay, I'll follow the EU one because then I won't have to do any time conversions." Assuming, like, any reasonable company, these tweets would go out at the same time. No, no, they yeah. don't. They're no. like, it's like they're run by different teams that don't communicate at all.
1: They
0: work in a I, silo. I, I, yeah, I, but you know what I think happens is that in Europe. A lot of the Blizzard activities, like when it comes to um, PR, marketing, uh, social media, is done by Activision. I don't think the Blizzard has any more people in Europe anymore. So the Blizzard, the uh, Overwatch account for Europe... But like, all they would have that, like, to do that, is use
2: the fancy version of the software that we use, post to multiple Twitter accounts and change the time and yeah, then you post at the same time that is all they would have to do yeah, you don't but, have mean, to work in europe to post on european social media
0: hannah, hannah like, you used to work for a freaking hospital you know how these big I know. organizations I know. <laughs> operate <It's, laughs> hey, you're trying to make sense out of something that no these are just individuals that don't give a shit and that just kind of do the thing that they're told and there's nobody looking around. Uh, is this Does this, this even make sense? I mean, I'm not going to be the dickhead, but uh, I am going to be the dickhead. But let yeah, me point yes. out that, that <laughs> the whole control scheme that they had to change for Lifeweaver, I don't even remember this, or I think I maybe I've said it in a video, but I thought, I said at some point, I think this happened because they kept iterating on the hero I forgot to kind of zoom out and look at the controls and go, does this still make sense? They started yeah. with a control scheme with a hero in which that the DPS element was really minor. So it made sense to put it on the wheel. And they kept kind of buffing that damage and changing that damage until it was actually kind of more and more than it was Torbjorn and Mercy. But it forgot to look at the controls. I was like, they I think that's is what at happened the
2: end to look at the big picture.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then Aaron actually owned up to it in his um in his director's blog, like, yeah, we we're just buffing it, buffing it, buffing it, and not paying attention to the controls anymore. And we just pushed it out without I mean if it happens on that level, you can imagine how it goes on the marketing and
2: <sighs> oh, sorry.
0: it just kind of
2: pained noises.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's typical for those big organizations. I think it's it's um it's a human
2: I, I, I get it. Mistakes happen, but geez.
0: Yeah. Well it's 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 not it's even more than it's just substantial or a kind of the systems are not in tune with what is needed, but nobody cares enough to kind of change the yeah. systems. Uh it's not a mistake. It's like it's not even deliberate or a mistake, it's just a thing. We've seen it happen everywhere. I mean, it's like the idea of having a door that is blocked because of I don't know. Someone put a box in front of it for twenty years, and everybody has to take like two hallways extra to get outside of the building until someone realizes, like, can we just move this box? Can we just move the box? Oh no, I thought it needed to be there. I don't realize we could. I didn't bother
2: questioning it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the way it goes. But, anyways, let's uh, move over to something more cheerful. (laughs) This has been
2: such a downer episode. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) And get some of LP's expertise at work. Um, LP.
2: The Yay. opening weekend situation. make us happy. Guys,
1: guys
0: the opening guys. weekend for the Overwatch League has started. This week, was this weekend, and um, yeah, I'm kind of curious. I have not been following it. I'm, I've been really, really busy, so I'm leaving this in the capable hands of LP. He's gonna gamers, it.
1: yeah, esports gamers. So the spring stage has opened up. This is basically the kickoff of the Overwatch League for all of us viewers and enjoyers of the league that blizzard created by the way this is also the uh, introduction of the soul infernal um
0: oh yeah that's yeah. true
1: a soul so now we have like two korean teams which is pretty epic if you think about it right like korea is also one of those places that i feel like kind of needed a bit of uh you know a little bit well, what of team a, was it again that moved over it was the uh was philadelphia fusion yeah philly
2: fusion <laughs>
0: But they still have two Los Angeles teams, right? They have Gladiators and Valiant too. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I th- yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with the the Valiant. Gladiators, it's been, yeah,
0: we're oh. kind
1: of just chilling. Oh really? We I mean, know. I knew that. I'm speculating here.
0: Okay, because yeah, there was a rumor already for a while that Valiant was going to move, but there's also a rumor that, or a rumor, we know that Gladiators, if they don't manage to sell it by the end of the season, it's just going to disband, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah.
0: yeah, we'll see. Kind of a.
1: Yeah, um, I will say, though, the opening weekend, uh, the qualifiers West. So I don't know if you guys are aware, but the 2023 season, you know, everything changed a little bit. Um, you have the West region and the East region. They're they're going to be competing in qualifiers with uh, East region being, you know, like uh, the kind of like Asia Pacific teams being um, competing with qualifier uh, opens and qualifiers. So mm-hmm. you start off with this. There's going to be a knockout stage later in June. Um, There's going to be a a mid-season madness kind of think about like the tournament concept happening uh, midway through the season, which will eventually lead you know to the qualifiers, play-ins, and then the grand finals around I want to say October. Um, Typically, historically, we've seen it around October, so that's kind of what we're expecting. Uh, But yes, so the Overwatch League season is back. We have seen some of incredible games. Uh, Well, when when I say incredible, it's just like I'm glad to have the league back, but uh, yeah. They were kind of one-sided this this weekend. Um, I would say probably the, mo- the two most exciting ones that I saw was uh, San Francisco Shock versus Toronto Defiant, uh, okay. and then the Infernal versus the Dynasty, which happened uh, it was it was on Friday. So currently, oh, the team the- that stayed on top. What's that?
0: Both SEAL teams fighting each other.
1: Yeah, I know who do, who or did not have. want to see that though. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Guess who came on top? Uh, I'm going to say Dynasty. They did. The Dynasty has yeah. stayed on top.
2: Hey. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, like I said, a lot of these games are, like, one-sided. When you had, like, Washington versus London, there was a lot of 3 ones or, like, 3-0s, especially yesterday. Yesterday being Saturday, April 30th. I mean, it was all just one. It was four matches. And, I mean, just 3 os three zero. It was Washington versus uh, the Las Vegas Eternal, 3-0 uh in the favor of Washington. Valiant versus Houston, 3-0 in the favor of Houston. I mean oh, like nice. New York versus Boston 3-0 in the favor of Boston and uh Atlanta oh, versus really? Really?
0: Yeah, yeah. New York has been struggling like for a few seasons now. It's not the New York from the first
1: two seasons. No. I think that's it's kind not, of it's not the Jonak anymore. No, the no, no, exactly. yeah. like
2: completely...
1: <laughs> but miss the reminiscing the days of that of that era, right? Like the Manu and Oh wow. yeah. yeah! How's Florida doing, by the way? Florida's doing pretty good. I mean, right now we are we're one and zero, and with like I said, there's not a lot to there's not a lot of crazy statistics to go off by, but we do have, um, you know, a pretty good team. I would say I'm not trying to be biased here, but I have seen our boys yeah. put in the work day in and day out, and you uh, guys team-
0: won the pro am, so I mean that is a good sign, isn't it? I mean, uh, at the end it was just all pro teams. The amateur teams were kind of, uh, yeah. like, Uh, which to be honest I'm kind of sad about that I feel uh, it it feels a little too predictable that all the amateur teams are out I know
2: we all love a good underdog story yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. but on the other hand it's it's not they're not kind of uh, using the same tools you know fighting with the same weapons it does make sense I mean scrimming for the Overwatch League teams is more of a daily routine day job I think in contenders it definitely is also very professionally done and kind of the, the intensity is uh, just as high but I I can kind of imagine that that is the difference like the the whole uh how do you say that framing the 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 entourage like to say like the the, the way the teams are coaches managed I think that is what is' showing in all these yeah. pro teams kind of, a lot of these teams
1: are we're seeing a lot of like switches to like in, in even in the midseason when you're, you see a lot of players, you know, take the bench. um, And, you know, nowadays teams aren't really fielding like 12 man rosters anymore. You're not really mm-hmm. seeing big, big teams anymore. You're seeing just uh, smaller, more compact, more versatile, like specific people. roles, like maybe yeah. maybe like teams cap out at eight players max as opposed mm-hmm. to back then it was like i said 12 players yeah yeah we've subs got like three position.
2: spares and it's mostly in case someone has a cold that day uh
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah. it's like when you're with your dps you just want to sometimes rotate in because some people are good at hit scan, and you sometimes you need to hit scan and maybe some projectile. i can understand that you, you always need someone on the bench yeah, to yeah. make it easy to switch in uh, is it like a team i mean it's really early this is opening weekend but if you had to pick three teams to keep an eye on and florida is the fort that we it's it's uh, a given. florida you need to keep an eye on florida let's just okay, yeah that's a
1: that is which a must. would be the three teams that is a must uh so if we're looking at overall overwatch i would probably just i'm going to go ahead and say that look out for the infernal the dynasty okay. and then the third one would probably be like ugh, it's just it's such a I think that, that third spot is pretty competitive. So, oh. I don't know. I want to keep it open. I want to keep it open to... Um, okay. Mm, such a good one. I, I I don't know. I'm going to put Mayhem as number three and number
2: four. <laughs> <laughs> At least I Die. put in the Outlaws.
1: You know,
0: you would have made me happy if you had put oh, the Outlaws. Put Come on, RP. All
1: right, you will put the Outlaws in thir- number three. Thir- <laughs> thir- I happy. mean, the Outlaws... Are-
0: I keep an eye on what they are doing, and they're doing pretty good. So I'm confident they're going to, going uh, to, uh, well, do at least as good as they did last season. But um, yeah, still has that? two teams now. That is kind of interesting. That's like uh, basically copy pasting your king, right? It's like,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, busy.
1: it's kind of awesome in the sense that, like, yeah, this is a city that a lot of th- th- this is like kind of like the hub of esports, right? So I mean, it is, it is, it is. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall like, I've what I was ahead, gonna go say, ahead. like the LA Valiant, the LA gladiators, or you know, we've seen it again, we've seen it before.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean LA, it's it's not it's like you said, Seul is it's basically putting uh two buffs on your source, so to speak. You're just kind of tapping with two teams, you're kind of tapping straight from the source. You're getting there's so much potential. There's so many good players that come out of Korea. And if you have two teams or especially in serial two teams that you can kind of uh, use that is going to kind of raise the quality of your whole whole scene in general. Uh, And I think the viewership for the opening weekend has been okay from what I've heard. It's been pretty good. Uh, I did a poll asking how many people are watching and about 50% of them asked. And I don't have the most esports minded audience. My no. audience is more a little more casual, and at least fifty percent said that they were watching. So most of them probably for the tokens, but
2: I meant to. I forgot.
0: Yeah, I do not I just didn't yeah. get around to it. It's, it's,
2: <laughs> I, I was not even... doing other things and didn't think about it.
0: If you if you want to watch esports, just don't start three YouTube channels, six Instagram accounts, and and whatnot, podcasts and that's the best I'm, way to kind of
1: uh yeah i'm certainly interested to see where we will be mid-season and viewership wise um you know i i think opening week you know this is like i guess you could say this is like the first season where like overwatch has kind of been uh like
2: yeah and people open. are like oh yeah this new thing but Shining like how many toy. viewers can it retain yeah <laughs> i will say
1: that like we have like we have seen some cool upgrades to the desk, right? You've seen... Uh, it's kind of yeah. like more of an ESPN-style desk setup. Mm-hmm. And we have the I've classic personalities there. Like, so we reinforce uh, Danny Danny Kim, Danny Lim. Oh, my God. Yeah, Danny yeah, Lim. Danny, I love Danny, Danny Lim. Lim.
0: He's funny. <laughs> um, um, I've seen Jake doing... Uh, it was just a clip. I think I saw it on Twitter where he was doing this analysis, I think, of the... um, uh, What was it? doesn't even matter which team it was but he was doing this (laughs) analysis and he was walking in front of it and i think at some point in his head he must have thought like i feel like a freaking weather man because he was starting to do all these gestures and kind of this weird little walk and and, oh bless
2: him he must have just been getting really into it and then thought oh no
0: (laughs) i don't know if he was going into it or realizing the absurdness of him as being in front of this screen i don't know if he could see anything i don't remember if it was drinking or I think it was Green King probably, but And as he was pointing, he was like a mix between a weatherman and someone that walked you through a grocery store to show you all the aisles. And this is where oh. we store all of our... He, this is uh, where we
2: store the DPS. Yeah, But yeah. they're not on the point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was funny to watch. I mean, I've always said that he's he's really smart in the way he approaches his career, like what he did with the coaching. And he, first he, he went to West then he went back to the team as a coach player yeah and now he's back to doing this Um, He definitely is trying to find himself uh, a way within this industry where he can be most useful or that he feels most comfortable uh, Mm. without and uh, very well aware of what um of of his personal space personal time family time and whatnot Uh, it's interesting to watch him talk about that there's some smart people in there i really hope that i mean i am uh as you can tell, because I haven't watched, not to... How do you say that? I don't have any personal stakes in the fact of the uh, the Overwatch League is successful or not, but I do hope it is because it adds something to the game. It adds something to, to the whole community at large. Uh, it's just like there's so much at stake. There's so much happening. Uh, let's see what it what this season brings. I hope it is a success and that it is a mid-season, that it is going to be... Uh, it will get still... uh, Well, it'll keep people uh, interested, basically. That's what i want to say. Agree.
1: Uh, For sure. Yeah.
0: And I think the tournament system is definitely going to help in that. I think the choice of switching to this more tournament-based system is interesting in the sense that it makes it easier for people to kind of jump in. Yeah, You don't have to kind of keep track of what happened the last few months. You don't have
2: to, like, commit the next few months to...
0: (laughs) And it also gives them some beats... Uh, when it comes to content, for instance, with the skins that differ this uh, first tournament, I do find that they kind of lowballing these skins that they add. Back in the day, there was the whole, it was almost a whole circus around it about the fact that they had an Overwatch League skin that you could buy. And now it's a little more, I don't know, maybe you should make a little more music about it. But
1: Yeah, I feel like if, if they're going to do that promotion, you got to make more buzz about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Desire skin is kind of nice. It's not my favorite Jaya skin, but I'm looking forward to that Moira skin, and that looks amazing. I don't know if you guys seen it. They, they... I
2: haven't even seen it. Oh,
0: it. It basically looks like the the stepmother, the queen mother from Snow White.
2: Oh! Yeah, very kind of
0: okay, loyal, evil. I'm into crown. it.
2: I'm into it. Yeah,
0: it's, it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful skin. So I hope it's going to be the one for the next uh, tournament. <laughs> I actually hope that would be the one for the first because they kind of it leaked, but not really. You know, it, Yeah. for a few days. They do that sometimes to just kind of get people all rattled up. But Then they release another skin, which is very counterproductive. But anyways, I'm not. I'm not their boss. They can do whatever they want.
1: Well, <laughs> 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 I guess we'll see what what the next week brings. You know, we're back in full swing.
0: Yeah. There's still one there's still a few matches tonight, right?
1: Yeah, actually Mayhem's gonna be playing in an hour or so. Right. Who are they playing? Oh, yeah, They're playing a uh, Las Vegas Eternal. Okay.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, it's kinda sad Even to see one of the European, European teams leave. Immediately just I mean, but that's the way it goes in, in all sports. Teams move, teams change names. Uh, it was about to happen at some point. Uh, it just kind of sucks that it is one of the few European teams we had. Yeah. And you only have one left, and officially, it's 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 not even... I'm not going to open that box again.
1: <laughs> we,
0: I know what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And I mean, this, this Overwatch World Cup is going to slowly start... I was going to uh,
2: say, it's why yeah. we've got the World Cup.
0: We introduced our roster last week. <laughs> and, uh,
2: they already
0: we already had to swap two people out so that was interesting
2: oh why or can't you say well,
0: yeah no I can say I mean at the last minute one of our tanks decided they were no longer going to play Overwatch competitively so they kind of okay. retired uh, but we uh, that switch happened just before we announced so that wasn't a, too big a problem but then a few days in after we did the announcement one of our DPS broke his arm <laughs> Three months oh,
2: past, he must be like, so frustrated and disappointed. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Sucks for him. I mean, his replacement is really happy, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet. yeah, yeah. But uh, I, it happens. It's there's something you don't have any control over. But, no. Uh, very confident about the team. Uh, looking forward to seeing them play and uh, kick some ass. Um, and yeah, to get our our, our new branding out there. But we still need to kind of wait and see. Because we need to use the official branding, but we haven't received our logos yet. And we'll see how that all goes.
2: <laughs> Exciting Web stuff. You.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I think that's about <laughs> it for today. We had some good stuff. We had some b- bad news to bring. I mean, we looked forward a little bit. and We reminisced a little bit. That's good. Yeah. That always makes a good episode of the podcast in there. Uh, We're really
2: sorry if we've made you all depressed about the future of Overwatch and Blizzard in general. We're sorry. We didn't mean to. We love you.
0: Nothing is set in stone. Like, even in the worst (laughs) case, let's say that the deal does not go through and and Blizzard is kind of remaining in that Activision Blizzard trap. Um, It's up to the people in the teams and kind of um, yeah to see what is going to happen with that. I mean, I wouldn't... The passion for the team... Um, for the people in power. That is what I've been hearing, and that is what I've been seeing, is that the game directors and the teams themselves have been pushing back really hard towards corporate on all levels yeah. because they do not agree. And, I mean, at some point, I think corporate needs to start listening to the people that make them their money. because. Oh,
2: I mean, eventually they'll have no choice, but yeah, we just need to get to that point.
0: People on corporate level, they don't make any money. They think they make the money, but it's the people... No, they take the the money. They don't make the the
2: money. money.
0: They take the money and they find really weird ways to multiply it. But in the end, it all comes down to the people that make the games. And those are the people that... Mm -hmm. If they love the games well enough, they'll fight for it. And um, I mean, it's in the best interest for the stakeholders and the shareholders... That they just listened i i strongly believe that um if this company had been run in the last few years decently and not with the aim of making as much money as possible but with the aim of making quality games that that kind of surprised the world over and over again that they kind of hit that benchmark where people like what the hell man these guys just can't do anything wrong where they just kind of Allow their teams to focus and give them the resources, the people to get it done, they would have made in the end so much more money than they'll ever yeah. do. Because look at there are companies that do that. There are companies that allow their teams to kind of do their thing. And you don't hear about them because they just kind of let their teams do their shit and they enjoy the money. They just see it pouring in. And you invest part of it back and all the rest. It's just there's no drama. Or less drama there's always drama but there's way less drama so um and that is something that bobby and all his wisdom doesn't understand is that you need to you need the teams you need the people and hopefully they'll figure that out before everything goes to I'm some people too late but i'm not convinced that it is too late all right and and these um how do you say it pro, pro uh no never mind i can't I'm not going to start start stuttering and falling over my own words, but um, let's just see where we can find uh, Hannah in the few coming days on social media.
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at Plush Noodle.
0: Okay. Don't contact her on Instagram. She doesn't like that. She gets really angry.
2: I mean, you can... Here's the thing. You can certainly try. You will almost certainly fail.
0: Yeah, and then she starts sending me angry messages and... Get uh, your
2: followers! (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right lp where can people find you you can find me at plush noodle on instagram
2: <laughs> You <bugger.
0: laughs> it's a podcast you can say whatever you wanted to say
2: you yes. bastard
0: <laughs> there we go you all knew that was where you were going <laughs> <laughs> all right you can find me on lolzapods on instagram twitter tiktok if you want to see my mustache it's it's glorious it is um <laughs> It is the pride of Florida. They it changed a... the they changed the the state fruit from an orange to an orange with a mustache. Just I was going to from... say they ch-
1: they changed the state the state bird from a uh, mockingbird to a uh, mustache
0: to mockingbird to with a mustache. Yes, so that, that would be no, awesome. Just,
2: just a mustache. Just it a mustache. like flaps its little wings.
0: Flat, exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Yeah, you guys definitely. Um, you definitely need a more sleep or something if you think that mustaches can fly but anyways <laughs> you can find me as dameses tv on instagram twitter tiktok uh the omnic post for all your updates on overwatch as soon as that roadmap hits we will be on top of it on instagram twitter tiktok and youtube very important by now my new videos should be live so go check it out and you can follow the omnic weekly the podcast on instagram and twitter if you want to know when we drop a new episode but the better thing to do, the smarter thing to do the thing that lp and his mustache would do it's just to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google. I don't care. You do you. Just make sure to subscribe so you get a notification when we upload a new episode. Okay? Yeah. All right. yeah. Guys, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next
1: week. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Those are my butt cheeks clapping.